0: Party Buff. Hi everyone and welcome back to Party Buff. We're back, it's me, Aussie and Az, and we're alive, we're well, and we're doing and talking about the things that make it so hard to be a gamer and a streamer, which is life getting in the way and then restarting from where we left off. And sometimes that is a real problem in the gaming world. Whenever you come back to a game that you either haven't touched in a long time or God forbid never finished in the first place, then have to remember what you were doing and how it worked a long time ago is a real struggle. So as we get started here, let's think about the games that either we never got around to finishing and want to, that we're struggling to do, or the games that we have finished and wanted to restart and talk about the challenges that come along with restarting something that we've left on hiatus for a very long time. (laughs) And I'll start with mine. Um, Here's a game I have not actually finished yet because the game was going really smoothly until the final boss battle. And suddenly, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me. I can't finish the thing. And I'm talking about Phantom Brave. Phantom Brave is a favorite Mm. game of mine, and it's really kind of cute. It's a little Atlas game, and I love the Atlas games. And it's a really fun storyline, and I got to the final boss, and I thought, I'm over-prepared for this. Look at how awesome I've been in the previous fights, and I am getting trounced every time. So I stopped, and I stopped, and now I want to go back and see if I could finish it, but I've tried it before, and I still suck. So that's a big struggle for me. Um, As you have a game that you have not finished, that you had to take a break from, and now you want to come back at it and go, okay, what was I doing?
1: Well, I definitely finished Witcher 3, so (laughs) that was got to bring it up at least once a podcast, at least once a podcast, one day, one day CD Projekt Red will give me that sponsorship one of these days,
2: (laughs) but uh a game that I've... will be the new voice of uh, Geralt after Doug Cockle's gone, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly, (laughs) me and him, we sound so alike, you know, we (laughs) can't tell the difference. Uh, Well, actually, I was just looking through my uh, library, actually, just yesterday, and Hades came up because people are talking about it again. Yeah, and I also <laughs> love that game. Well, see, the thing, the thing is with streaming and life and work and all that kind of stuff, like I play the game, think I like to like the second boss. I enjoy the game a lot. Problem is, now I also don't feel that much of a motivation to go back because I forgot how to play. It's been like, I looked at the thing and I said I played it eight months ago. Eight <laughs> months ago. That's literally, I haven't, if you do the math right now, that's back in December of last year. So that means I haven't even touched the game this entire year, pretty much, since <laughs> 2021 started. <laughs> so, like, well, Haiti's a little bit better because it's a roguelike. You know, you don't need to really, really worry about the story, so to speak, that much. Even though it has a good story, it's a little bit easier to get into. Mm-hmm. But I find that if you take, like, even, like, two or three months away from a game, you come back to it, it might as well be a brand new game. At that point, you might as well restart. Yeah. So, yeah, so for me, like i'm gonna try to get back into hades um but if it you know for the general question like if i ever end up like leaving a game behind or like never getting getting around to it i end up restarting it because there's really no point to trying to get back like right in the middle of it and you forgot like what the whole storyline was about and you forgot about how the controls work and you're like okay at this point let's just get like you know restart fresh and then go from there
0: what about you Aussie?
2: So this is a this is kind of an ongoing joke on my stream is I am notorious for starting games and never finishing them. Pretty much always have that. And people bring up games, they're like, "Hey, have you played this?" And I was like, "I have, but I never finished it." And I have a mod who every time I say that's like surprise, a fucking prize. That's shocking. <laughs> uh, so just games as a whole, I feel like unless there's a very compelling story or something, and we, we've kind of talked about this. In the past, of how games can like reward you and keep you invested, right? I think unless there's something like a very good system in place to keep things moving, I have a habit of like playing halfway through a game and being like, eh, this "Is it going to be more of the same?" And just kind of like burning out and going and playing something else. Um, as as mentioned, I'm, I'm actually very into roguelikes, and I think part of that is because they are kind of designed to be started over, right? Like you're you're sort of meant to just, like, get your ass kicked, go back to the beginning, get better at it each playthrough. So if you haven't played in a while, you can jump back in. So something like Hades. Uh, I played a lot of, like, Dead Cells in the past. I'm sure there's 101 different roguelikes that I'm forgetting. But basically, anything I can start over, anything I can pick up a year later and be like, oh, this is all fresh and new again, and it's, it's still fun, right? Um, I think story-based games are really difficult for me, especially um, I, I recently replayed through Breath of the Wild because I had started that when the Switch first came out and I got maybe 30, 40, 50 hours into it and then got distracted with other things tried to go back to it a time or two and just had no idea what was happening didn't know where I was in the story, didn't know the controls and so Breath of the Wild was just like this this, this game that everyone loves was just shelved for me for the longest time because I just I had no idea what was going on with it and it only allows one save slot so I didn't want to wipe out my like 40 50 hours of progress and so i think that's depending on how the game's set up um it can be easier to jump back into it or not you know but with that said i am i am a big fan of games that kind of make starting over a little easier
0: (laughs) i was going to bring up breath of the wild too because i want to get back into it um they obviously had the new The new expansion the new dlcs for it with the master sword trials and i got the motorcycle i did um i i know that on shin's account we did the master sword trials i don't think i ever did them on my account just because it had been so long since i played it i felt like i didn't know what i was doing anymore i also feel that sometimes the games that we play that or do have replayability and i've talked about stardew valley in the past in fact i just started another farm and i've been working on it i've been spoiled by my fancy tools and now i'm back to basic (laughs) tools i'm like i want to be able to chop down a tree in three hits i don't want to have to do 15 hits to chop down a tree what is this nonsense Mm -hmm. so you have to forgive yourself for knowing what you're doing and then not having the tools or the other way around coming back into a game that you have all the tools and have no idea what the hell to do with them yeah I feel See, that's the bigger problem.
2: It's funny you mentioned, like, the DLC for Breath of the Wild, too, because that's that's definitely another thing for me, is there's so many games that I play through, and then a DLC comes out six yeah. months later. And, like, it's so difficult to jump back into the DLC because mm-hmm. I just have no idea what I'm doing. You know what I mean? It's like you're starting fresh, but going into something that's, like, a new challenge. So it's... I think depending on the game, it can be really tough to kind of, like, jump back on that horse, so to speak. And I, I think... uh <laughs> I, I don't know. There's a lot of games that I like to wait until all of the DLCs release and get like. Yep, whatever, I was just like, about to say year that. Yep, because the game of the year edition. You can just play it all at once.
0: Borderlands. And
2: yeah, oh, and
1: financial tip actually. Financial tip: If you wait yeah. for that, you end up getting the whole thing and you get for a much cheaper price than you would have if you yes, just and bought and the game get really and cheaper. the DLC. Especially yeah. with so many games out nowadays, you know what I mean. Like at least for me personally, like like I'm still playing games like that was released like years ago. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, for me, waiting for a game of the year edition is no problem. Like, okay, I'll just wait for it. It's not that big of a deal. Like, the only reason I bought, like, as I told, you, I'll see plenty of times, like, I don't really pre order games. I don't really, like, you know, I just wait for the game of the year edition. The only time, the only reason I bought Hades last year was because it was on sale. And it was like a ten dollars off coupon off the Epic Game Store, and I was like, all right, I'll just you know, it's ten dollars, yeah. I'll just grab it. I got it but, at the same time. <laughs> yeah, I think I think a lot of people at the same time are like, oh, you have to get this game, you have to get it. And like, yeah. I want to touch upon another aspect that Ossie was talking about earlier about roguelikes. See, I, I'm generally not a fan of roguelikes. I hate actually starting over and over and over. Like, <laughs> I, I don't like that. I like I'm, I'm I like coming. So, ah, well, you know, like that's the thing though. Since for me, I like being able to. Have some kind of progress. Like I like to be able to like okay, and I get that you know being a boss like you know if you like Dark Souls, you know the whole point of Dark Souls is you die over and over and over again, eventually you beat the boss and so on and so forth. You you kind of move forward, and that's progress, you know. But for me, I like making progress in the story. I like making progress to know that hey, I got 20 percent of the story. You know that's 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 amazing. Like you know, I, I got through it. But like mm-hmm. with the rogue, like you're you're gonna you always go back to the start. And the thing I like about Hades is that even if you die there's progress you can see on the screen that you're making. Like, you know, um, you know, what's his name? I even forgot his name. The main character's name. Oh, I was like a Z. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Even like, you know, he gets a little bit stronger. He gets a little bit, you know, there's more interactions with the characters. Cause I feel like in most roguelikes, you go back to the start and the world is exactly like it is on the 90th try as it is on the first try. You know what I mean? Like nothing really changes. Whereas like, you know, in Hades,
2: the characters respond differently to you each time you die. So I did enjoy that. I brought that up to a handful of people, like, specifically regarding Hades. I think they did a really, really, really good job in that game of not making death all that punishing. Mm -hmm. Like, there are some Mm -hmm. games where you die, and you're just like, I'm stepping away from this for the rest of the night, like, I'm done with it. I think Hades did a really good job of when you die, you're like, ooh, I get, like, more little tidbits of the story each time. I get to find out some new stuff. I unlock this thing for my next run. And like you push a little bit further and they did a really good job of having varied dialogue as well. So like when you're kind of like playing back through and getting to like the first boss or second boss or whatever, there's there's new dialogue, there's new things happening. I think I think Hades does a really good job of kind of pushing you to like jump back into that next playthrough. You're you're almost excited for the next playthrough, mm-hmm. right? It's not a slog of like, Yeah, shit, I gotta do this again.
0: It takes <laughs> some real effort to try to make that balance fit. I know that going back yeah. to the classic games. I believe that a lot of people tell you what the best games are to play whenever you pick up a new system. And anybody who, whenever you were kids, your friends had the system, and then you beg your parents to get one, and then they get it for you. But and then your parents ask, well, what games do you want? And you ask your friends, and they go, oh, you've got to have a blah, blah, blah. And that no. game for me True. was Metroid Prime. People said I had to try Metroid Prime because Metroid was classic and it was supposed to be like the greatest thing and I got about 20 minutes into Metroid Prime and put it down and it wasn't because I'm a kid who's impatient but rather I love video games and I still do but I started playing and I felt like I was going back to the same place a thousand times. And I talked to my friend and they said, oh yeah, it's, it's cyclical in a way. You have to go back and then you get a new path unlocked later and you have to go back and get a new thing. And I'm like, this sounds really, really lazy. This sounds really, really boring. So I tried, but I felt like I wasn't actually making any progress. And restarting and restarting and restarting, even though it wasn't restarting the game necessarily, it was restarting from the same, not even like a spawn point, but the same base Time and time and time and time again. And I feel that games that have a restart system of if you can go a little further, that's okay. But even that gets really annoying. Like you have to go back home by the nighttime or the werewolves will get you and then you can't you can't venture out. So you have to venture out slowly and then maybe you get more skills to stay out a little bit later or travel a little bit further that can that's a very fine line to tread game developers that's (laughs) very very fine because if literally you're just extending my bungee cord slightly before Mm. you draw me back to the base for me to try again i there's you have to work really hard to keep me involved in a game that does that you really have to make that bungee cord extension feel rewarding as opposed to tedious, where it's just a matter of out-stubborning the game developers. And I'm stubborn as a mule, but even I have my limits, where just, I better be rewarded to all get out for having to restart this from the beginning all over again. Yeah. I don't like that feeling of, well, you might get better. No, I want to see the shiny at the end of the rope. I want that shiny lure me in with the shiny but if you're telling me if you're going the right direction you may get rewarded i you just you lost me sorry i don't want to restart a game and be punished for it (laughs) make it replayable with joy
2: yeah there's a handful of games i can think of that kind of fall into that category you know where it's they really are focused around starting over every single time, but it's not there's not necessarily great rewards or there, there's rewards for like a certain period of time, right? You first start off, and maybe you're unlocking a new class or you get a new area unlocked, but then like after the first couple of playthroughs, it just kind of becomes stagnant. And like you said tedious it, there's a there's a certain point where it's like, okay, doing the same thing for little to no reward is not fun.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know
2: it's not, not something that most people enjoy. so. Yeah, I think it's a very, very fine line.
0: I think if you come back to a game that there should be an option for, I'm an adult with a working life and I don't remember all your controls. And as much as you would like to believe that I've spent my last three months practicing your controls so I'm ready for your DLC, the fact is I haven't. And I, again, it's a fine line and the developers have to think about the way to approach it if it's just a an option for, hey, it's been a while. Would you like a tutorial about what you were doing? And the answer is probably going to be yes, please. I would very much like a tutorial about who you are and what my plot is and and what I'm doing here. That would be great. Or even to incorporate something where if you've been away from the game for longer than a couple of weeks, maybe, that you have like a cutscene where you wake up and it's like, hey, you hit your head pretty hard there. You want a reminder about what you did? I think that'd be great. I think that's a great way to involve welcoming you back and integrating it into the plot as opposed to, hey dumbass, you stepped away from the game for too long and you don't remember what you're doing and now you suck even though you're in a far more difficult area than you were at the beginning of the game, but we don't want to send you back to tutorial mode, but we also don't want you to keep dying to these things that were. easy for you back then, but now you don't remember how to fight.
2: Damn, I feel Martin, like that would be appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> let it all out, already. It's all good. Anger! Uh, <laughs> what One game I'd actually give a lot of credit for, for exactly what you're talking about, is actually Dragon Quest XI. Uh, that was a game that I'd started ages ago, kind of like put down because The Witcher Three came out on Switch and it got distracted. <laughs> <laughs> Every single time you start off that game, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven, it gives you like a two-page thing of like, here's catches, like this is what happened on the story, like here's where you're at, and it, like gives you a rundown of like everything. And they, that's they amazing. Do a really good job of it, and like even each little story point, they have like this whole updated like breakdown of everything that's happened in the story. Or like here's here's where the hero's at, and it's. That's great amazing. for somebody like me who's terrible at keeping up on games because i can go back and know that it's going to kind of fill me in you know I
0: feel like fire emblem was- did something similar to that in one of their games where you had the journal that you could review about who you talked to and, and what you were doing and what yeah. the map looked like in those areas it's like thank you forgive me for not having you as my sole focus game
2: yep. mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say, this brings up an interesting uh, conundrum, if you will, because when you when you talk about games, like, you know, like, you know, you've been away for a long time. Uh, one of my first thoughts goes to MMOs, you know, like oh, God, MMOs yes. don't have like, yeah. like, you know, those are always changing, always. So if you just take five months away from an MMO, yeah, good luck.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, at the very beginning of quarantine, I uh, got really into Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> I know. I got hundred hours into that game in like a month and a half. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Damn. <laughs> um, Damn. <but> Damn. <laughs> there's a lot of different classes in that game. You know what I mean? There's the tanks, the healers, your DPS. And like, you can seamlessly switch between all of them on one character. And I'm like notorious for having just alts in games. So like, I, I'm that guy who has like an alt for every job. And the fact that I could play everything on one character in that game, was, like, Mm. perfect to make. So I was just like, yeah, I can just hop around, play whatever I want. Don't even have to worry about switching characters. Um, But that's also probably one of the biggest reasons, like, I haven't and probably won't go back to it, is because I'm like, I would have to relearn, like, seven classes. Yeah. I'd have to relearn every single dungeon of like, oh, this is the group that has like the one hit kill move. I got to not pull them with this other, you know Just relearning every little aspect of an MMO is such a daunting task. <laughs> it is, especially when they've
1: added so much content. And was yeah. one of the reasons why I've always said like it's so much easier, which is one of the reasons why I was excited for New World is because, you know, obviously now we talked about this. It's like, it's a brand new MMO. So like everyone's kind of starting fresh, you know, you don't have to yeah. walk in and learn like, you know, six
2: years of history. You're, you're not gonna be the guy like dicking your team over when you go down
1: <laughs> yeah exactly and pretty much everyone's starting fresh and you're learning everybody's learning at the same time you know you don't have to catch up like i said on five to six years of what's happening and as somebody and somebody who gets invested into the lore and the story i like i like i mean mmos really are notorious for the story let's be honest but like i still like knowing what's going on with the world and how it affects you know how it affects the gameplay and stuff like that so it makes it a lot easier when you're just going in fresh and see you can see all the changes you, you can participate as a story progresses you can grow so. you
0: can grow with the yeah. game and the yeah. i know mm-hmm. that i tried to go back to perfect world aussie looked me in the webcam and agree with me that perfect world also screwed over <laughs> returning players wow Probably. wow <laughs> it really did and i tried to go back to perfect world and bless these people they keep posting on their facebook page new mounts and everything and the comments are all basically i gave up on you years ago i tried to come back and i mean i feel for them but they're desperately trying to to haul themselves out of this hole they've dug themselves into and they just can't do it so i came back to perfect world years ago years ago and tried to play around with their new aspects and one of them was kind of this Avatar game collecting thing, where you can go into a different dimension and build your houses with these things and battle them and make them stronger. Yeah. <laughs> it did at Mario. no point did it give you yeah, a tutorial a if you're a returning player about how the hell to do this, not not once. So I knew about avatar cards because I had left the game right whenever avatar cards had been introduced, and I was using them and I was making them stronger. And I used to talk with people in the game. Um, who were friends who knew more about this, but whenever I came back, most of those friends were gone. So even if they had been playing, I didn't have a tutorial system set up in my network. And now I did not know anything, anything at all about what was going on. I played around with it, but it doesn't give you a tutorial. And in the very little ways that it tried, it's in a very language barrier-esque kind of way. And that's the other problem I have with MMOs or games in general is that they feel, even if it's a, a native language to you, like if you have a game that's written by American developers and it's all in English, you get kind of blindsided with your own knowledge whenever you're building or creating something. And I'm, I'm guilty of this as a music teacher. I do it all the time and I can't blame game developers for this, but they think that because it's obvious to them, it should be obvious to you. So you come back to a game and they're like, oh yeah, you just blah blah the blah blah and hook this thing up to that thing and then you're good to go. And you're like, how did I get this thing in the first place? Where is this thing from? What, what does it do? You know, they don't explain things well enough. And I feel that MMOs in particular, like As said, falls into this trap. You're stuck. Yeah. You, you cannot come back to this and imagine that you're going to do well because A, your community is going to judge you for not knowing... Oh, you're level 300-something or other? Oh, you must know all about this. I know nothing. Please don't assume I'm good at this. I'm not anymore. I was 300 once upon a time, and then I came back, and I'm still 300 because I didn't make a new character, but it does not mean I know what I'm doing. Don't make that assumption.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that's what makes it easier to hop back into games like... like FPS games and stuff like that. Like, I have a bad tendency to, like... like, you know... If, if i'm like you know, after a long day of work i'm just always like uh, instead of hopping back and like instead, of, like i keep saying i want to keep playing hades i'm like okay i gotta restart hades you know like, you know but it's like like uh, i rather just go play Splitgate, you know that's like my <laughs> recent thing you know so it's like i would rather just go because it's so much easier to hop into a game that doesn't need you to do anything you know what i mean other than
2: yeah.
1: load the game up and shoot some heads <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> you know?
1: that's all that's literally all you gotta do so it's, for me it's, oh, go ahead, go ahead no no i was just gonna say like it's more easier like for me to start it like play a game that doesn't require me to actually get invested in a story rather than like actually have to focus and try to remember everything that happened in the game you know it's it's kind of like a a form of procrastination if you will it's just like Mm -hmm. like oh do I really want to do I really want to get back into this game where I have to learn everything all over again or rather just rather just load up this game play with some friends have a good time and not worry about it, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, some, some of those bigger games can really be like a commitment to start or restart as well. It's, it's just mm-hmm. like a time investment, relearning it, trying to get back into it, trying to get back into the story, trying to push the route again, but yeah.
0: I do think that's, that's a good point, Aussie. I find that I am more inclined to start a new game than restart a game I enjoyed yeah. because mm-hmm. of that. And that's something that developers need to be aware of as well. Whenever If you go out and take a survey, Are you more interested in starting a new game or restarting a game with new content that you used to play and really, really enjoyed? Inevitably, the answer is probably going to be, I want to start a new game because of the reasons we're bringing up. You did not welcome us back into this with the assumption that we didn't know what we were doing anymore. And particularly if you pick one of those games and I feel for them. Everybody wants to do the new thing, and for a while there, and I think the early two thousands, everybody was changing their key locks. Like space is jump. I'm sorry, game developers. Space is jump. Period. <laughs> no questions asked. Space is jump. Early two thousands, everyone was shifting their key locks to make their game unique. You're not hel- doing yourself a favor. Yeah. You're not helping. You're making I your game harder. You
2: a first-person shooter and try to. Like press F for melee and it doesn't oh melee. I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. the fuck this game?
1: Yeah, no. F is
2: always melee. Space is always jump. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's weird. Or like, like some like yeah, crouch is on V. Like why? Why? why would yeah. I press V to crouch.
0: Crouch is. I'm C. not usually a guy
1: that mess. Yeah. <laughs> I, usually- I will con- crouch is mostly control for me actually because more easy. Yeah. Than say, or for control. Or one of the two. Yeah, but it's always weird. Like i don't i'm not a guy that really messes around with key bindings a lot like you know for the most part if a game has decent key binds i'm like All right, screw screwed i'll stick around but like yeah, yeah. If a game doesn't have spaces jump i'm like okay well, what the heck were you thinking <laughs> like well, what's what was going on here it's yeah. been that
0: way since the since the development of games where you could jump in a game space is jump on your keyboard So if you're trying to make yourself unique by setting your key bindings to something that we're not familiar with, and then you have the audacity to put in DLC and say, Oh, welcome back to our game that, by the way, we gave it hard enough for you to control in the first place, but we're just making an assumption that you know exactly what we're doing, and we're not going to let you change the key Mm. bindings. You've lost me entirely. Now I'm done. Sorry, I, I can't. I cannot learn your key bindings and their key bindings and everybody else's key bindings, and then remember the story. You're asking too much of my small, fragile, broken brain. Don't do this to me, as a gamer. And a lot of us are older. We're older now. We Don't are of the generation where our brains are starting to go. As is a young one, let him let him handle it for the rest of
1: us.
2: As yeah, is young, I wish. us old wish. fish,
0: we need simplicity.
2: <laughs> um, I was going to say just to rewind a second. Like As we was talking about first-person shooters, right? Now it's kind of like easier to jump into first-person shooters. I would, I would argue that depending on the game too, depending on like what you're trying to jump into, it can actually be like very difficult if you're playing like a competitive side, for example, where there's like matchmaking. So it's like last yeah. time I played, I was rated pretty high. Now I haven't played for six months and I jump back in. Like I feel like I want my rating to degrade over time <laughs> because otherwise I don't play yeah. in people that were as good as I used to be and get my ass completely kicked, you know, or like, for example, Overwatch was a game that I got really into for a while, and then trying to go back to Overwatch now, like, I, I just have no interest whatsoever in the competitive side of it because I'm like, I never I'm, I'm going to get my ass beat and I'm going to get pissed off. (laughs)
0: i want to feel coddled coming back into a first person shooter game honestly and that feels kind of stupid to say it's like oh you want to feel babied whenever you're going to go and blast something's head off yes yes i do i really do borderlands 2 i'm looking at you because they constantly brought in new weapons new games new bosses new blah 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 they do not tell you how to get there They do not welcome you into that. You have to ask again. You have to reach out to the community and just be like, hey, I'm coming back. What is all this? And Mm -hmm. the game should give me a better idea. And I feel that particularly if they're welcoming in new weapons, how many times have you walked away from a game, particularly a first person shooter, thinking I have the best equipment in the game. I can end. And then you come back to this new DLC and they go, oh, well, your weapon sucks now. I, yeah. as far as i was aware it was the best weapon in the game i thought i was fine and so you yeah. come back feeling like i want to go take out this boss and then god forbid and the first person shooter online community is some of the most toxic people that i have ever <laughs> run into in gaming that's one way to
1: put it They are so
0: aggressive and so mean. And they're just like, you're still using a bloody blah blah whenever you have new thingamajig? Wow, you're such a noob. I'm new again. I'm not. And they look at your level. They look at your level and they go, oh, okay, this person knows what they're doing. Please don't be fooled. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't. And maybe if yeah. there was a big old graphic over my head or a big glittery sign saying, Welcome back, so-and-so, you would stop judging me for not having the fancy new gear or not knowing what I'm doing anymore because, frankly, I don't. And I want to be a little bit more coddled being back into a game. By being aggressive with your DLCs and your, your add-ons and your new weapons and stuff, you're not making me feel like I want to play this again. I don't like being punished for coming back to your game when i should be rewarded for it
2: Mm -hmm. that feels
0: very icky to me and i'm trying to think of other games that have done this but borderlands 2 stands out as the one game where admittedly borderlands 2 is known for its very brass dry humor um deprecating humor where it just attacks you as a person and that's something it's known for but there are ways to balance that out a little bit. So can y'all think of any games where you come back? Not necessarily even a community game, but community games are what I'm thinking of, where you actually have online play, but games where you've come back and felt like, hey, I know what I'm doing, and then you don't know what you're doing. And worse yet, the game does not define it for you in the least.
1: Nope. (laughs) Whenever I come back to a game, I was like, I have no idea what the heck I'm doing, so. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah i was gonna I say i mean on, on the note of like shooters i think two that come to mind for me are destiny because like i really really enjoyed destiny one really and 2, but then like Man. every time they added dlcs i came back and i was like i have no fucking idea what i'm doing i don't know it's, how this yeah. works i don't know what i'm supposed to do for this boss you're just jumping in and like crossing your fingers uh, you know
1: i think if that's one of these actually stopped playing aussie last What's year because right? like, last, last um what well, some of my friends got into destiny too like During quarantine, they're like, Oh, as you got, you got to play this game, you got to play this game, right? And I go back into it and I have no idea yeah. what I'm doing. Like, there's so much, and I kid no you not, I, I I think the game is like what 60 70 gigabytes, however big the game is. Mm-hmm. I literally spent a good 20 30 minutes trying to figure out what to do because, like, I had played the game previously, you know, years before when it first came out, and I come back to all this nonsense like objective you don't know what it is yeah it says go talk to this person but i'm like where is this person like and there's so much going on, on your screen I, I kid you not after 30 minutes i just uninstalled the game i'm like i'm done <laughs> I'm, I'm not I'm even so glad you brought that up
0: me. i am so. so glad you brought that up in particular go and talk to this npc to learn more about this new boss oh. have, i'm sorry you're assuming i remember who the hell this person is what they look like <laughs> or what city they're in unless you're going to draw me a map or teleport yeah. me to them then we please point. don't say, hey, go and talk with Bartholomew over in City Nine, because <laughs> they'll be able to help you out. And then City Nine's like the <laughs> biggest city in the game. And you go over and you're looking desperately for this guy. No, that's the big one too, as I'm glad you brought it up because that does remind me of things that do that. Come back. Go yeah, no, really. talk to so and so. Who?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: uh Destiny One and Two are definitely up there for me in games that like I loved when they first dropped
2: and then had no idea what was going on for DLCs. And then, uh, not to keep going back to Overwatch, but that's a game where, like, the meta is shifting so frequently that you go back and you yeah. just have, like, no idea what's going on. And, like, I do feel like that game has kind of a toxic community because, like, if you jump into mm-hmm. a competitive game and you're not playing, like, the in-tank right now that you're yeah um, or who has just come out and you don't know how to play, people will, like, shit on you for it. Yep. Right? Mm-hmm. I have distinct memories of, like, this one match i was playing and uh for anybody who's familiar with overwatch there's a character pharah who can like fly up and shoot at stuff and there was like a meta for a while where like a healer who can also fly would just like glue themselves to the pharah pharmacy and, like heal it <laughs> and it's like mercy pharah horrible yeah. combo. anyhow i remember distinctly like playing a match and we were like in the fray of stuff and our healer was healing the tanks And there was a Farah on our team who, like, wasn't getting boosted by our healer. And they just started, like, screaming at the healer in voice chat. Like, absolutely just tearing them apart. Like, why aren't you healing me? You're fucking useless, blah, blah, blah. And, like, I remember getting in voice chat and being like, dude, they're clearly not letting you die intentionally. They're trying to heal our tanks, which is what a healer should do. And, And, like yeah that's the thing like I, I felt so bad for the person playing the healer because like they're they're clearly not intentionally letting their team die right you're not going to jump right. into a competitive game and be like eh, i'm gonna play a healer and not heal like they're clearly <laughs> doing what they can but this person's just like ripping them apart for it and it's just and mind-boggling to me i don't I'll know like what say happened to your to statement there
1: i <laughs> i like to say to your statement there more remain, say hi
2: What's that? Did you you ever in the game play Moria? Yeah, because Moria mains... uh... That's that's like my main healer, but it's pretty much as a DPS, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think Mora mains actually (laughs) heal. (laughs) But anyways, sorry, what were you going to say?
0: No, that's one of the biggest problems out there too, Aussie, is that we do come back with new classes or new things, and if you're coming back after it's been introduced and after these strategies have been established and people assume you know what you're doing, again, because you have the armor of once upon a time days where you're obviously high level or your name is well established or something like that. They just assume you know what you're doing and then you don't. You don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You have to hope you get a really good community. And whenever I came back to PWI, somebody was calling for a tank in Flow Silver Palace. And I know that tanks are very valuable in Flow Silver Palace and I happen to have one. And I said, guys, it's been years. You're going to have to forgive me on this. I know I need to keep the aggro on Toad, but I don't know where you want me anymore. And it's like, I had, thankfully, I got a team that was pretty understanding about that. They were just happy to have a tank at this point because I was the only one who volunteered to do it. But I think that if you come back and you don't know strategies and people start yelling at you, you don't want to come back at that point. You really don't. And I don't want to do hours and hours of research on the new DLC to find out what I should be doing. I just want to come back and play. So, don't and, and punish do, me for, for that.
2: Any multiplayer based game, trying to come back to it, the community is like a huge, huge aspect for me. Uh, yeah, was... That is one thing, like going back to Final Fantasy 14, that is one thing I will give them kind of like credit for. Is in the time that I played it, everyone that I ever ran anything with was like very understanding. I don't think I ever had anyone really
0: give any had that
2: like, amount of shit, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. At least you had that going for you because it can be. It can be so detrimental to the return of a game and particularly the online communities but if you involve a new class where you do have to work with other players or if if you come back to a game and they have god bless them mmos you try so hard they tried to balance the classes by worse than adding things to other classes taking away from the class that was overpowered stop it And I will never forget this happening in Tibia. In Tibia, they decided that druids can no longer heal through walls, and it ruined it for me. It just destroyed it. Now I get where they're coming from. Druids can't heal through walls because they can't see their line of sight target. Okay, fine, but for years, years we were allowed to heal through walls so i would often sit in the pub and some poor little blessed noob would have been bitten by a snake and poisoned and desperately trying to run back to the monk and they're at like Mm. 4 hp and hauling butt through the through the town as fast as they can and i'd sit inside the pub and just turn around and exorcio this guy and heal him and he'd be super grateful i have no idea where it came from and then i had to chase these poor suckers down and be like stop moving stop i couldn't heal you through the wall anymore anytime you come back to a game where they have nerfed a character class or built another one up, and then you are part of a community and they go, oh, you don't know about blah, blah, blah. What are you, a noob? Well, technically, yes. New at this. New at this particular thing. I've played this class forever, but you, you I stopped because it got boring, and then they added this. So you're going to have to give me a minute. And I wish that they would just give you more options for whenever you do come back to a game, regardless of whether or not it's online, to say, I need a tutorial about this. Give me tips, give me hints, give me ideas yeah. about this, but do not just give me the skill and then assume I know what to do with it. I, I want
2: know. like a summary of patch notes from the last time that I played, too. Like, just <laughs> kind of cool. hit me with like every balance change that's happened.
0: <laughs> yes. In, in a very that, concise, yeah. beautiful way, as opposed yeah, to just yeah, like yeah. reading this long true, list like, of scripts.
1: Cliff Notes version
0: (laughs) It would be nice to have something where you could go and Talk with an NPC who runs you through like a cinematic of that kind of thing Just like, hey, from the last time you logged in You've got this kind of thing going on now Or you can use this skill I think that'd be great I get that it would be tedious or boring or even difficult to code into some of the games But it would be so valuable to players who really want to see that Without going on YouTube and watching... A thousand videos of hey guys since last time on whatever game we've been involved these things and then you have like a thousand sponsor notices and everything else speaking <laughs> of sponsorship um i just
1: what a great segue <laughs>
0: yeah here's my segue <laughs> now y'all know what i'm talking about but i i want to have a little bit more toddling i just want more of That balance between, welcome me back to your game, I do want to play it. I obviously enjoyed it in the first place, but quit trying to throw so much glitter and hats on things that I no longer know what I'm looking at when I get back here. It's a completely different game, and I would like to keep playing, but I don't want to restart entirely because I knew something about the game. I knew a little bit. I'd like to keep playing with it, but... I also want to have a chance to get to know you again in this new setting.
2: So one thing I wanted to kind of like bring up regarding starting over is, you know, over there, I feel like the past couple of years in the gaming industry in particular, um, like remakes and remasters, I feel like, have been just exploding, you know what I mean? Like back in the day, you never really had remakes or remasters of games, whereas I feel like the past few years, it's been just huge. Yep. so I guess my question to you guys is, you know, does that does that compel you to go back to a game? If you maybe if you did play a game as a kid, and now there's a remaster and it's updated graphics and everything. Do you want to go back yeah. to that? Or, you know, if there was a game that you never finished, but now there's like a maybe it was too clunky or like felt a little too out of date, and now there's a spiffed up version of it. Does that compel you to play it, or do you kind of feel like it, a lazy cash grab to uh, be like, here's this old thing with a new set of paint?
1: <laughs> but it depends, like I said, it depends on the game. For me, the yeah. one that just came out, recently, the one, the first thing that comes to mind is Kingdoms of Amalur. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's yeah, heard of that. it. Yeah, so Kingdoms of Amalur was a game that I was looking forward to. It came out in twenty eleven or twenty twelve, somewhere around there. And I remember I was really looking forward to it. And I did play the game eventually a couple years down the line, like I think like two, three years down the line, play the game, and it was fine. I think it got like halfway through the game, and I can't kind of stop for whatever reason. I just stopped, you know, and then. They just came out with a new version called Re-Reckoning. Like, you know, it's basically like they updated some stuff. But see, the thing is, a lot of people said that it wasn't that different from the original game anyways. So, like, in that case, it's more obvious of a cash grab. And if that happens, I'm not going to buy a game. Like, you know, if they had actually updated a lot of stuff and changed how everything works, I would have been like, okay, I'm going to buy it. And then that would have rekindled my interest
2: in the game. See, it's but, funny you actually brought up that game because that was a game i remember having like a gaming magazine when i was a kid that had an ad for kingdoms of Analyze, uh, and i remember seeing it and being like this looks awesome i really want to play this and then i just uh-huh. never had the opportunity to pick it up at that point in my life and then when they announced re-reckoning i think they initially did it with like a cinematic trailer and i saw it and i was like oh shit this game's coming back this is my opportunity yeah. this is great and then yeah i started seeing gameplay and i was like this looks Old. Yeah, <laughs> like they didn't update the remastered. graphics that much. Yeah, they did like they just basically ported
1: over like a ten year old game and didn't yeah. update the. Like they slightly updated the graphics. I think
2: they added some four K yeah. textures here yeah, and there, but re released on a new system, not remastered. Yeah, <laughs> uh, exactly. In that case, it was like, yeah, I don't. I think I'm good. Like maybe if I can get it super cheap sometime, I'll check it out. But I think just going back and playing something like that is tough if it's not a big. game You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it has I to be a good enough improvement. I haven't played the remaster, but, like, Final Fantasy VII, for example, oh just yeah completely rehauled. Which, granted, that's, like, one of the, you know, most popular games of all time, so it makes sense <laughs> that they have some cash to throw at it. But uh, you can clearly tell that game, you know, it's just a complete remaster from the ground up. So
0: They really worked hard on that one from what I was watching with. And yeah. I, I never... Okay, go ahead and... Burn me at the stake of gaming. I never played through Final Fantasy VII. Either one.
2: dun dun, dun 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 dun
0: I know, right? right? just suddenly I'm going to get the, the little hamster gift. the kind of shock. You know, no, I've never done it. I, I'm familiar <laughs> enough with the characters. I'm familiar enough with the plot. I've had friends play it. I've watched it played. I know the game, but I've never actually done it. And I I was watching it played, and I thought, wow, they really... Wow, they really did clean this up a lot. Holy cow. Um, no. that That's wild. They redid it, and if my first instinct to your question was no, no, hell no, actual no, reality no, no. Do <laughs> I want to play remastered versions of the same old game? No! No! But as I think about it, maybe? <laughs> if maybe. it's done
2: right, I feel like.
0: Yeah, it really depends. It really maybe. depends on the game and what they did. If they change you- the, the, all of it, like if they change the graphics, then maybe I want to do it for the graphic purposes. But for older style games, sometimes I feel that my imagination was filling in a lot of that and I don't want them to ruin it for me. It's kind of like watching a movie that got done by your book. You had it in your head. You don't want to yep. you don't want to ruin what you had in your head already. So I'm like, maybe I did,
1: wanna, yeah, I did I did want to make a point there. Sorry, okay. I, I do. I do want to bring a point there. It's like, I'd, I'd only play a remaster of a game if I never finished the first game or never started in the first place, kind of thing. So oh, like, no. like exactly that's why Kingdoms of Ambler I was bringing that up because I never got to finish it. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll just play the updated version instead. But like, if I, for example, Witcher three. I know, I know. Honestly, 3 got this brand new graphics update just a couple months ago I think or it's about to come out. Some I, I haven't kept track of it, but it was going to be a brand new graphics update like you know like graphics going to look even more amazing and stuff like that. So but like I already finished Witcher 3 and I don't really have any inclination to kind of go back no, to it to pull you back in. Yeah, it's not enough to pull me back like I already finished all the DLC, I finished I basically finished the entire game. So just because they have a brand new graphics update, it's like I'm not going to go back honestly because I already have 20 million games that I've yet to even touch in the first place that I still need to play. So for me, a remaster only works if I haven't played the first game or never got a chance to finish the first game in the first place.
0: Yeah. Or if they did something particularly new. I know that, uh, and not speaking on story-based games like Witcher 3, where you obviously have a lot of plot, let's go with something far simpler and far overdone. Worms. Worms was an original PC game once upon a time where you played worms that killed each other. And then they came out with Worms Warfare and Worms 3D and Worms, like, I mean, Worms everywhere. And then the, you could say that those are remasters as opposed to sequels, because they kind of are. Um, But they added new maps and new weapons. I'm more inclined to play remasters of games where I'm seeing them add a little bit in addition
2: Mm.
0: than if it's just, oh, we made the graphics prettier. (laughs) or oh we redid the voice acting oh yeah that's a big one for me if you are remastering a game and changing the voices or adding voices i am more likely to not pick up that game because i had it in my head as it was (laughs) don't ruin Mm -hmm. this for me it's supposed to sound i want yeah i want the sound to be think about it if you listen to something playing and you hear a game sound from once upon a time that you knew how many times have we heard somebody walk by back whenever we didn't all have our phones on vibrate and i used to have the metal gear solid alert sound on my text messages and it would turn heads so if you come <laughs> back at me and be like oh we're going to change that sound now you've lost me just that that's iconic to that game that's something
2: I'll say, I, I don't I've necessarily liked. mind updates to it but yeah i feel like there are certain things or like uh you gotta keep like some sort of like homage to the original in there you know what i mean you gotta like maintain kind of what made a classic classic
0: exactly you're gonna remaster a game then is it is it a filthy filthy cash grab probably because there's no new original ideas coming at people but if there was something genuinely wrong with the game something that caused And we've talked about it in the past. I believe that a game is great, even if it has glitches and I don't care. And I want to keep playing past the glitches. That's whenever a game is great. Whenever I look at a game that's buggy, and broken and I go mm, but I want to keep going that that's a great game now if you remaster a game because you look at that glitch and it's not just a QC glitch where it's like oh look they phase through the wall here that's adorable you know, no but something's actually <laughs> kind of game breaking and then you yep. remaster it to fix the glitch that I will play because you're correcting an obvious error that i had major issues with in the game but then if you go oh we're gonna fix this glitch and we're gonna make it easier by doing blah blah now you've lost me i just wanted that one problem fixed <laughs> but- so,
2: as a follow-up because i've actually gotten this question more than once while streaming i'm kind of curious if you guys have as well if you could choose one game to get a full-on like Final Fantasy seven style remaster, what would your one game be? That's My favorite game question. of all time. Go on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thousand Arms. Thousand Arms, okay.
0: Um, Thousand Arms is. A game that, like I said a a while back, whenever you get a new system, your friends say, Oh, you need to get this game. And Thousand Arms was on that list that a friend told me to get. And the game itself is not mind-blowing, but it has nostalgia for me. If I was going to get a game that had that redo, it would be Thousand Arms as long as they kept the original voice acting. And if they fixed the glitches in the game, for example... You need to go east, or I'm sorry, this one's one of my favorites. Go west out of town and go to the cave. There is no cave to the west. <laughs> the cave is north, and at the beginning of the game, you will spend a thousand decades trying to find this damn cave because the guy says go west. They fixed that, and I am over the moon thrilled. And it does happen in the game.
2: <laughs> There's something really funny, actually, about that. So, speaking of, uh, earlier I brought up Dragon Quest Eleven. You can play through that game with sets of rules that are called Draconian rules, and they're basically ways to make the game harder. And one of those is basically, like, NPCs are scumbags and will lie to you. So, like, you talk That's to him. That's amazing. In wow. Like, oh, yeah, you have to go to the east to find this. If you have this one setting on, he's like, yeah, you better go south to find that cave. So, like, it, it's literally. That's amazing. Like, you, you can, like, set it so that the game completely lies to you.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, now yeah. I'm going to go pick up this game because that just sounds glorious and it, 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 it's...
2: It's a really good game.
0: <laughs> that would be fun. That's a fun version of a remaster. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. If you're going to add some stuff to the game, do shit like that. Keep it original, <laughs> but then give you the option to be like, hey, we, uh, we changed the personality of these NPCs as an option, not as something yeah. forced. As a we wanted to make this a little bit harder on you, you know, homage to the original. That—that's the way to remaster a game, developers. That's the way to do it. That sounds brilliant.
1: Yeah. On the other hand, though, on the other hand, for me, I'd say I don't want anything else changed other than the graphics. Like, if I had to pick just one thing, I'd choose the graphics. It'd be Dragon mm-hmm. Age Origins. Right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Dragon Dragon Age Origins. Okay. That—that that was one of my like that game to me is to hold a special place in my heart. And that's an amazing game. And if they came out with a remaster of it, like, as in, like, just this updated the graphics, you know, made it so it's, you know, compatible with 4K, you know, ultra-wide modern, you know, all that kind of stuff. Like, if it just upgraded 2021 standards, I would go back and
2: play that game, replay it. You know, just, I never, I've always heard, like, great things about the Dragon Age games. Never really, like, dove into them. Same. The first one is the best one. The first one is the best one. The second one is
1: complete trash. Well, not complete trash. It's regular trash. And then the... the th-
0: standard trash.
1: Yeah. The Inquisition came out, which by the way, me being have. a yeah, me being a huge Dragon Age fan, I remember I remember when Inquisition was first announced, I was so hyped for it. Mm. But after like, you know, like what happened with 2? Cuz I remember I remember like camp, not camping out. But I remember like like I remember Dragon Age 2 was announced. I remember going to the store like the very next day and buying Dragon Age 2, you know what I mean? Like at GameStop and I was like so excited and yeah. it was complete trash, you know what I mean? It was just like, <laughs> damn. Like, compared to Dragon Age Origins, everyone, yeah, everyone can agree Dragon Age 2 was a, a major letdown. Um, yeah. So for me, the Dragon Age Origins hold a special place in my heart. So, like, if they could redo Dragon Age 2 and Dragon Age... I haven't played Inquisition, but, like, if they redid the Dragon Age series, I would go
2: back and, you know, play, it, play them all over again. Fair enough. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I had uh, always heard great things about Dragon Age, never played any of them, and then whenever Inquisition was coming out, I remember seeing cutscenes, like, you know, trailers and stuff, and just being like, this looks pretty, pretty sweet. It and, is a very you know, cool, awesome RPG. Yeah, and I think I played maybe, like, an hour or two of the story. <laughs> there was, like, a multiplayer thing that I played a little bit of with. Yeah, that I was back in the day. Like, there's so much to do in it.
1: I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot, lot coming. Or, a new game coming awesome
2: out, so. Worlds. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's, that there's, there's, has a lot of options, <laughs> a lot to do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um but no, I was going to say, I think my my go-to, or what I what I always tell people on stream, <laughs> is actually uh, The Legend of Dragoon, which is like an old oh, school yeah. RPG for the PlayStation 1. I loved that game. However, it's a game that I never finished. Uh, I played it several times, got like onto the third of four discs back in the day, which, you know, for a 10 year old or whatever age I was at the time, was a lot of, a lot of time into a game. And I remember there was one point where I got stuck I'm, like, going through this giant freaking mountain, and everything there is, like, kicking the shit out of me. Like, I think I was a little bit underlevel. But then there's a save point. I'm like, ooh, finally a save point. And there's... So I save, and then there's a boss. And it was a boss that I just, like, did not have the stuff to clear. So I was stuck. Ooh. Like, in front of me is a boss I can't kill. Behind me is a mountain full of shit that's gonna kill me. And I was just stuck. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of done with this game for a while. And then I, I went back later and, like, tried to replay through it again. And I, I got... I don't think I even got that far into it, but uh, yeah, I don't know what I, what I did play of that game. I, I have very, very fond memories of that game. It was one of the first games I ever got on the PlayStation one and it was just something about it kind of uh, struck me. So I think if I could have like a full remaster of a game, uh, I would love for it to be that game. And I think that would be enough to compel me to go back and play through it. Cause it's one of those games where like, I, I keep wanting to go back and replay it, but then I look at the graphics and I'm just like... this did not age well like that whole era of playstation 1 like n64 graphics every time i look at those types of games i'm just like i don't know if i can do it i don't know if i can go back yeah i do i do want to touch upon one other thing here like you know
1: speaking of dragon age and that kind of you know the one that just came out mass effect legendary edition that just came out where they just bundled all the games together and they updated and they actually updated quite a few stuff what i mean by that is i remember playing mass effect one back in the day and absolutely hating it because of the, the thing called the Mako, like, you know, like the terrain vehicle. It just, it just, I didn't like the way it handled. I didn't like the whole space exploring aspect it had. And I, and I kind of like wrote off the entire Mass Effect series based on that. And then years later I played Mass Effect 2 and absolutely adored Mass Effect 2. You know what I mean? So like, but then I heard in the legendary edition, they kind of went back to it, they updated the updated graphics of Mass Effect 1, but they also, you know, redid the whole space exploration thing to make it smoother, more better. So now I'm actually looking forward to going back and replaying the entire Mass Effect series over again.
2: Yeah, you know, that's that's another series that has always... Uh, like, I've always heard fantastic things from everyone who's played it. Like, I've never heard anyone talk poorly about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's good. Um, it's good. And seeing that, like, the Legendary Edition with all all three... I think it's all three... Yeah, all three. Yeah, all three, yeah. basically. Like I've, I've actually been tempted to pick that up and check it out just because I'm like, eh, I mean... Can't be that I, bad, Yeah, right. I was actually waiting for that too, honestly. I've
1: been waiting for a sale and I might pick it up myself. If
0: you remaster yeah. something, just make sure you don't half ass it on the way back into it. <laughs> don't Don't try to get too big for your britches over here and say, okay, we're going to redo the graphics, we're gonna redo all this kind of stuff, and then release it and it's glitched. <laughs> the game if the original game could do it, mm. you can do it. And I feel like that's something that we run into these problems a lot with games coming out half-baked and people mm. buying them half-baked because they're too excited and then they get ahead of themselves and they go i really want this i really 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 want this and then they release it and they go oh by the way we're releasing all these patches to try to fix it yeah. um in like, remastered the games are already there
2: every game has a day one patch nowadays
0: oh, oh yeah the yeah,
2: well, games everything. are hard to code nowadays so yeah, like, the second you start up a game you're like ooh been waiting for this like i remember the last several so i don't really go to midnight releases a whole lot but the last like several times that i did i was like midnight release fucking hype for this game let's go and uh, and then it does not pay Yeah, and i'm like well i guess i'm playing it tomorrow anyhow great
0: (laughs) just release it whenever it's done and clean and ready and tested and good to go because if they got it right the first time (laughs) i i You never get a second chance to make a first impression with me and since you're already trying to make a a second impression with me by releasing a game that I once enjoyed, you better be doing it in a very, very, very clean way. I enjoyed this game once and if you try to redo it and I'm excited for the redo and then you screw it up the very first time out of the gate, I'm going to have little faith in your ability to keep my classic game that I loved in the same kind of way that I enjoyed back then. I want the nostalgia to be clean and refreshed. It's kind of like pulling something out of an attic that you got in a dusty old chest somewhere and you pick it up and you just go, oh, I remember this. And oh, wow. And you clean it up. Or somebody who cares about you gets something out of the basement and goes, hey, do you remember this? I cleaned it for you. And you're like, oh, it's so pretty and new. But if they come back at it and they've chipped it and broken it and made it look awful, you go, I remember this being a lot nicer because it was. Because back in the day, for your desire back then, it was a lot cleaner and a lot prettier. And then somebody takes it out and goes, I want to make it better. And then they ruin it. And the only thing I can think of that really makes this point is, anybody remember years ago, whenever that woman tried to redo the picture, the painting of Jesus, and then it ended up being this meme about like potato Jesus, because she completely ruined this classic work of art and just destroyed it. That's kind of what it feels like is, this was already it was a little cracked. It was a little broken and you wanted to make it better and then you destroyed it. And now what I <laughs> believed was beautiful was great mm-hmm. once upon a time and maybe it's a little rusty like you're saying the PS1 graphics are a little hard to swallow with our old eyes, you know, a little too rough. So, and and monitors have gotten so much nicer now that PS1 graphics think about yeah. it these are monitors that are not capable and it's not that it's like oh they're not capable of handling ps1 and n64 graphics in fact it's the other way around they're so yeah. strong that putting anything that has those really blocky graphics on it makes it look even worse
2: i was gonna say yeah the the Ugh. tube tv uh you know it, it matched the tube tv a little better than like yeah super high def garbage yeah, yeah.
0: it really fit a tube tv so much better and i I used to keep an old big massive monitor just for playing old games on because it just looks better on that old gritty gross <laughs> monitor. It just does. So, I don't want I don't want to watch a remastered game where if you're asking me to restart the game anyway, please don't make it worse for me. <laughs> Just, if nothing else, just leave it alone and re-release it on a new console, like y'all talked about, just putting it on a new console and and making it so it doesn't have that new graphic monitor disconnect. Hmm. That's the best thing they could do for some of these classic games, isn't necessarily re-hauling them, but just making them more compatible with the technology we have today.
2: I I will say uh, one thing that I really appreciate about the Switch is there's a lot of stuff getting re-released on that console that like wasn't necessarily yeah.
1: you
2: know there's a lot of games that I I guess missed out on because I didn't necessarily have what our console they were on or just I was playing other things at the time that are now getting re-released onto the Switch and I think a lot of older graphics kind of translate pretty well to like a smaller screen
0: they really <laughs> so
2: do most of the time I play my Switch handheld rather than docked and I feel like kind of Compressing some of that down into a smaller screen makes it look not quite so bad as if you stretch it out onto something huge. And then on top of that, I think uh, one thing I will say, you know, for getting me to replay something or play something for the first time that I maybe missed, uh, I do think having a handheld, like just having that portability, having that accessibility Mm -hmm. really helps me to jump into something uh, along those lines, you know? Agreed. I totally agree. Agreed.
0: Mobility. Convenience is a very high selling point of any game. It's just being convenient. So make it convenient for us to come back to. Please. And I do think that that gives us enough time for us to wrap it up here. Finishing thoughts. Anybody who... We talked about the games we want to see remastered. We talked about the dangers of remastering games. As Aussie, do you have anything to say to viewers or developers or gamers in general about... Restarting from, restarting from scratch.
1: do Don't do it. Just finish the game. (laughs) Finish the game in the first place. Just finish
0: it in the first place. Quit trying to reset.
2: Yeah. That's all you say, don't do it, because... I was literally, just speaking of starting over in general. Before we were going live today, I was thinking about it, and I was like... I think I moved seven times throughout my 20s. So I'm, I'm a big advocate of starting over. I Damn, know. that is a lot of moving, dude. That is a lot more. of moving. Yeah, for better or worse, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, starting over, starting things fresh, and it really, it's really hit or miss in video games. I do feel like um, one nice thing about streaming is I, I almost feel compelled to finish things when I start them on stream, so I, I've kind of utilized point. streaming as like an opportunity to like push myself through games that I've been wanting to play that I know if I started off stream, I'd probably just kind of burn out on fizzle out play other things so you know starting over is not the worst thing it can, could be worse
0: <laughs> it could yeah. be worse get the encouragement get the encouragement yeah. to keep going and if you're going to restart then just be patient with yourself for restarting because that's what you're doing exactly it's going to take some time for you to get back to where you were regardless of what new weapon or gear what was it Aussie?
2: i said rewire the old brain box that's right
0: yeah. rewire and restart <laughs> once again yeah. just like we do we took a long hiatus from the podcast but we're doing our little restarts here and that's what happens so as you continue to restart in your games restart in whatever it is you're doing in your lives then keep in mind you're not the only ones thanks for joining us we are party buff that's as renix Oscitator, and myself Goodreads games and we're going to see you guys next time take care yeah. party buff